It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. We have amazing offers available across the new and pre-owned Renault, Dacia and Opel range. And a car finance specialist on site to arrange a finance package that suits your budget. Low APR and zero deposit packages available. See blackstonemotors.ie. Oh my, oh my, what a day it is today. Yes, the 10th of May. Who'd have thought on the 26th of December last that we'd be in uh, restrict mode for so long? 134 days in total. It's been a mighty stretch altogether, I have to say. But today, Ireland begins serious reopening. If you've had your hair done Congratulations to you if you've got to pennies and made a purchase. Well done to you too. You're one of the first in. Anyway, if you had your hair done or you got to pennies, you might let me know. I'd love to hear from you. I always say that on the show. You're a big part of late lunch. Give me a shout. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show if you have the hair or the purchasing done or you've been into pennies or whatever. And if you uh, have anything else to say about today, you can also call in. On eighteen fifty seven one five nine five eight. Let's get uh, straight to uh, finding out what it's like on the ground. He's a very good friend of LMFM. Has been over the years. He's the manager of Navin Shopping Centre. Pat Milani is on the line. Hello, Pat. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Oh, I hear that. I just hear that in your voice, Pat Milani. Today, you're a happy man. Just so exciting. It's fantastic. I mean, we were here. this well, I wasn't here at seven this morning. God help us. I mean, I'm just of an age. I don't rise that early anymore. <laughs> but we were open at 7 o'clock this morning with Penny's first uh, batch of 73 customers. And they were all here, queuing outside and ready to go. And I, I arrived in about half past 8 or 29. And I saw them coming out. Now, not that batch, but the next batch. And the bags were overflowing. Four <laughs> and five bags per customer. <laughs> overflowing with goods uh, from Penny's. Fantastic. Uh, we have Peter Marker open with the Grafton Barbers open. Sugar dolls are polishing nails like mild down. It's fantastic. 
Yeah. The linear are open, they're taking appointments, they're doing consultations. It's wonderful to be back. Ah, Pat, it's been a long stretch. It really has. I said that there a moment ago. It's been, would you ever have believed, like as Christmas passed, that we'd be in May, in mid-May, before action would happen again on the retail front and more besides? The, no, never, never, never. We, we, we had, of course, it has been an extraordinary journey, I suppose, for public, for, for retailers, for government, for business people. This has been just uh, uh, been a, a very tough time, a very tough time. But I, I have to say, uh, funny enough, I watched a television program last night and we had that lady who's, uh, she's um, a presenter on a BBC program or someone of those and her husband. Ah, uh, yeah, was, Kate Garraway. That's the gun. She, her husband is the epitome of what could have happened to hundreds and maybe hundreds and thousands of, mm. of our citizens. So, look, it's been a tough journey, but we're back and we're going to be fully back next week. We'll be open and you won't even have to ring up and make an appointment. You can just wander around down to Navantown Centre and come on in and do a bit of shopping. Mm. We're looking forward to seeing everybody back again. And, you know, the nice thing is for, for the people of my vintage, we can go out reasonably safely now because most of us have had at least one jab and maybe yeah. uh, those a little bit older myself have had the privilege of having two. So mm. we're relatively safe and, and uh, we can just wear our face covering and keep our distance and, and come down and do a bit of shopping. Mm. Great. Unprecedented, Pat. You're there a while. I know I met you many moons ago in another guise, but we've never seen or you haven't seen anything like this in this business in your lifetime before. We're even given the crashes and the economic downturns, there's been nothing. 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 I mean, no. it was... Look, I think the first lockdown was the, it was the deepest sense of recession. But we were we were at like a third of our normal footfall, or a little bit less than a third of our normal footfall, and it was almost like a cemetery coming into the shopping centre. It was just eerily quiet. Um, but look, it's not that way today. The lights are on, the music is on. We're 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 in good form. And funny enough, I think what's important about today is the fact that everything is by appointment. So there's no mad rush of people there's yeah. no people crawling all over each other it's much more controlled and I think that's that's a very wise and safe action by government to, to bring it back in slowly and, and let people uh, enjoy the thing safely and that's what it's all about uh, Pat I, I'm uh delighted I'm thrilled to hear this and you're an example of just what's happening across the northeast and across the country as well today and I can only imagine the feeling getting the hair and the nails done getting your uh, uh, items from Penny and the good feeling that that gives people as they leave and emerge God it's priceless yeah. uh, Absolutely absolutely I'm just looking out the window here <laughs> Seamus is with me here we're looking out the window there's a lady gone across it she's got two bags she's nearly tripping over the bags for that sort of stuff <laughs> Is that is that Seamus Farley that's with you? That's Seamus Farley. Uh, well, I'll tell you, he, 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 he won't be tripping over bags or anything. That's for sure. I can tell you. <laughs> Not unless there's somebody else. <laughs> Jeez, he'll never answer the phone to me again. Anyway, wish him well. Wish him well. And, and they looked great. Just remind himself, and Christy looked great in the Sunday Times yesterday. Oh, my God. They're moving up in the world for sure. Anyway, Pat, God bless you. Best wishes to everybody in Navantown Centre. Thanks a million, Jerry. Good luck. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. That's Pat Milani there. Now we switch to one of those uh, personal services people. She's joined us before in late lunch, and I'm sure she's excited as Pat. Mary Martha from the Orange Room. Hello. How are you, Pat? How's it going? Ah, very good. Thanks for joining me on the show today. Now, Mary, the thing is, you are uh, not actually opening till tomorrow. Is that right? We 
are, yes, bursting with excitement because now I can finally let out the good news is that uh, whilst we've been four or five months in lockdown, I've refurbished the salon and taken my precious uh, wig clinic and hair loss clinic on the same floor. And we have two private entrances now for the salon and the hair loss clinic. So it's always been my dream to have the two on the one floor. So that's what we've spent the last five months doing. So we're ready for action, just waiting on the last bits of furniture tonight. Uh, the books are full, uh, the staff are ready, the training is done and we cannot wait to get in there tomorrow morning at uh, well 9am we first start but it's, it's just unbelievable after five months that mm. we're, we're back in action. Um, no one would have thought on the 22nd of December last year that would be yeah. the 10th, 11th of May before we got open but here we are. Yes, you're back and all ready to go. A couple of things, uh, Mary, for you. Uh, appointments you mentioned there. H- are you going to work extra hours or how are you going to deal with the demand initially? No, because I think what COVID has done for me and I suppose a lot of people that have run their own businesses is that we've realised just how much family life is so important. So what I've done in the whole redesign of the salon is to slow the pace of, of the salon down and concentrate more on service that our customers actually come in for a more relaxed appointment and uh, be pampered, as we call our new celebrity service. Um, And I want people to enjoy their visit rather than being as crazy busy as we were before because I used to get on a a roller coaster on a Monday morning and I wouldn't get off it until a Saturday evening. So COVID has certainly given me uh, time to think. So uh, yes, we work fully by appointment. Um, We are fully booked, although, you know, I don't, say not to call because please do and we will call you back but we're not open extra hours um, because I want to start as I mean to go on because if I don't I'll end up Mm. back where I was Mm. in the midst of December Um, and I think what I want for me my team and my clients is to have a more you know a luxury a luxury salon where people are coming to to spend time and spend spend their well-earned money uh, in a place that they're going to get a really good service and that's really what I'm aiming for and then with my hair loss clinic, as you know, we spoke before on the radio, it's my absolute passion. So I have been really busy with dealing with, you know, with cancer patients and hair loss patients right through the pandemic. So it has really brought me to my decision to put the two on the one floor so yeah. that I have my my little my little my little uh, business all um, under the one roof. Yeah. Isn't that interesting that this time gave you the opportunity that you mightn't have got necessarily yeah. if you were yeah. chasing your tail, as you say, Monday early to late on Saturday. And that's an interesting point you make there, Mary, that it's woken you up. I'd say it's woken a lot of others up as well to the fact that there's more to life. Yeah. And I've, I've always said, even to my clients, and I laugh in a joke, I said, I, I just sometimes wish like the world would stop, I could get off for a little while and kind of rest, think about, because it's just go, go, go. And I'm a person that doesn't stop. And so my mind never stops. It races all the time and it's one thing after another. I set a goal, I have to achieve it. But I think, you know, COVID has brought us all as much as it's been hard to be closed for five months, but it has certainly given us the time to breathe and, and realise what's important. And it isn't it isn't money, it's it's quality of life and it's about you know, family, and I think with everybody missing so many of their friends and family over COVID, and you know, I had COVID myself, so I know what it's like to have had it. Have had it. You know, we've we've seen so many people um, die from it, and I think you know, it's 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 come at a very strange time, but it's coming at the right time for me. So. Yeah, we're, we're, I can't. I'm just beyond, beyond excited about getting back in tomorrow morning. 
Oh, it'll be great as they arrive, your first customers. I'm sure there'll be a very special welcome for them. And uh, you people do something that's just priceless. I know you do a job and you charge for it, but you cannot put a price on. Yeah, and, and we, uh, exactly that, because when we spoke the last time on the radio, yeah. I was really fearful about opening up again, thinking, yeah. oh, God, you know, maybe I'll just go alone or whatever, because, you know, the black market had... had uh, had destroyed the industry, but OMG, not, not at all, because the phone has not stopped. People, I think now, want out, they want pampering, they want to spend their money, and, and plus we've all been stuck at home for so long that, you know, to get out, to go to the salon, to talk to people again, I think it's what's on, well, certainly most women, and although we do, we do, we do men as well, but I think on most women's minds, it gets me out of the house and spoil me rotten. Mm. Just one question there before you go. You know, cancer patients you mentioned and you do wonderful work uh, with uh, wigs and looking after people who are going through this journey. Has yeah. it been more distressing, uh, you know, during the last 12 months or so? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm in the business 10 years, 11 years this year with, with uh, chemotherapy and dealing with pe- people with hair loss through, through cancer. But I have to say since March last year when our first lockdown happened, a year later, over a year later, the amount of hair loss issues due to COVID not only just COVID but stress and young girls like you know I've had numerous girls from the ages of 15 to 19 you know actually physically pulling their hair out and losing their hair due to stress and I suppose with school the way it was and everybody's in lockdown so it has absolutely you know it, it has affected us all in so many ways that you know hair loss is, is a huge it's a huge problem out there at the moment and you know all you can do is is is, is Firstly, you know, sit and talk with them. I suffer alopecia myself, so I know what it's like to lose hair due to stress. And I, I have got a quite a good head of hair at the moment, which I can't believe. Mm. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. And COVID has affected people's mental health um, and well-being in, in so many different ways. But I think with the clinic now on the floor, it gives me time that I'm not running up and down to the two separate premises and that I have a nice, private area for clients that you know yeah. can sit inside but still feel that they're they're not in a in a clinic yes that it's still the ambiance of a um a nice relaxed salon but yet it's totally private from the, the mad salon floor um but hopefully it's not going to be too mad nah so, not at all it's going to be a buzz isn't it and you're going to have yeah it there will be, be there will be for sure listen well done to you uh, best wishes you tomorrow you. mary and nice to uh, talk to you Great take to talk care again. goodbye Bye. Bye, Mary. Bye-bye. That's Mary Morton, brilliant lady there from the Orange Room. Louise, isn't that interesting there, what Mary just said a moment ago? I know we were thinking she does wonderful work uh, with people on a cancer journey, but to hear those stories of stress causing hair loss. Yeah, and so young that she and, said and, they're actually, and actually pulling people tearing their hair. Isn't, isn't that, doesn't that just sum up, mm. you know, a, an unseen part of this that you maybe... Do, you do think of the youngsters, but I suppose you don't... Yeah think to that no. extreme that they have been affected no 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 no, no. you know to yeah. actually pull out their hair in yeah uh, you know being anxious about what the future holds yes. what it holds yes. different things yes and that's Terrible. a woman seeing that on the ground another of uh, and I know pun here the fallouts from you know Covid and the whole thing and there are many mm. other issues as well I have to ask you this did you get the <laughs> pennies appointment <laughs> no to be honest, Jerry, when I left here, I was kind of... You quit, did you? I just, I didn't think of it anymore. And you texted me that night and you said, I did said, you did get, you get the appointment? Yeah. You said, all yours, no problem. They did. They got appointments. They did. Mm. Our crew got them. But here's the thing. But when I went back on that night, like yeah. when you said it, mm. 
there was I got it on instantly yes like there was no wait instantly but it, you know if you went to pennies at 8 o'clock in the morning yeah. or 9 o'clock at night sure yeah it's one, of, point it's of, one of the other tell me this you're in the know is it true are there actually people online trying to benefit from pennies appointments oh, I believe so yeah yeah they're, they're selling appointments online for and for 100 a euro oh, at least oh come on no seriously you that didn't get are... an appointment they actually think that there's people and maybe there are some people that are desperate enough to no. go to pennies this week that would pay 100 euro for an appointment if don't they couldn't do get it. one don't do it folks don't do that you can go next week it's terrible don't be... one week like there's always somebody there's always one or two isn't there it's not Selling like it's the electric picnic oh. or something oh. that happens once a year like it's just it's the electric knick-knick <laughs> Nick, Nick, yeah, the, Nick, you know what I'm talking about. Really? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, don't buy, don't pay that money, folks. Just don't do it. Anyway, late lunch, LMFM radio, first break of the week, and uh, Claire Tuffy is joining us in a couple of moments. Stay with us. Hi, Jerry. Took your advice. Bought myself a new telly, and the wife can go walking now whenever she wants. <laughs> Come on, McElroy, says Peter in our cat today. Enjoy your new deli. But do get out walking, Peter. It's good for you. Jerry, this little man, home from the hairdressers, from Helen in Lo- <laughs> Lovenstown. It's, I think it's a duck or a goose in the front of a cow with a hairdo. I'm not sure. I think that poor creature needs to get to a hairdresser's. Helen, I'm not so sure. Have you had the hair done? Send us in a picture. What's at me in a picture? I know, I know. You're shy. You won't. You're too bashful. Nobody will. Go on. Do. Or let us know if you had the hair done. Or cut boys as well. Have you been in the barbers? 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Or if you've been to Penny's, just let us know too. We'd love to hear from you. Now it is a momentous day. It's the first in a roadmap of a roadmap to full reopening. And Claire Tuffy from the OPW is on the line. Hello again, Claire. Hello, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Newgrange, what's the story? Uh, our doors opened this morning after a long four months, and we are delighted to see some visitors arriving. Uh, our new exhibition, which was only completed before COVID struck, is open to the public, and we have shuttle buses going up to Newgrange and Louth. Unfortunately, we cannot bring visitors into the interior of Newgrange yet, but we have, of course, a full-scale replica of the Chamber of Newgrange within our exhibition. Mm. So we're all systems go here. We're excited, and we're delighted to be back. And people arriving, Claire, like people who are ready for this, they wanted to go and visit, yes? Yes. Like, we we kept in touch with a lot of our visitors and a lot of our fans during lockdown by posting gorgeous photographs of the monuments in the, all through the seasons on our Twitter accounts and our Instagram accounts and our Facebook accounts. And I think by doing that, we built up a, a bit of a whet the appetite a bit. So people are ready, especially those who who are not ready yet to get their hair cut or to go shopping, like to get out, like to see something new, but just don't want to hit the shops just yet in case they feel a bit overwhelmed. Yes. So uh, it's perfect opportunity to visit uh, the World Heritage Site of Brunabonia. And I know, of course, you are one of the most visited sites in Ireland uh, vis-a-vis foreign visitors to the country. What's your hopes there? Are you hoping that you'll you'll see people in here before autumn time, the mm. end of the year? Yeah, I I think uh, like our colleagues at Trim Castle have been open since they've been open a couple of weeks now since the previous um, mm. you know uh, st- uh, st-
stage of the reopening. And they were saying that there are quite a few American visitors around. Okay. So they're all vaccinated and they have their vaccine passports and they're, they seem to be around. And yeah, we're very optimistic that certainly by the latter end of this year, we'll see visitors coming from overseas. Mm. So my message to all of our local visitors is now is the time to come yes. out and visit us yes. because we can only have 50% capacity on our shuttle buses. That means that only 12 people at a time are going over to the monuments. Mm. When are you going to see Newgrange with so few people around again? Mm. Now is the time to visit. It but really we have lots is. of other things open in the Boyne Valley too. Like yes. For those people closer to Drogheda, Old Maliphant has been open for quite a while. Mm. And we have the most splendid picnic area there. Yeah. So it might be an ideal opportunity to pack up a lunch and meet your friends and go out and ramble yeah. around the ruins of Old Maliphant Abbey. Mm. Old Bridge House, is that under your remit too? No, are you different? no, not, no. not directly, but yes. um, uh, that'll be open to, from today also. Okay, so that's reopening too. Yeah, and of course the grounds of the Battle of the Boyne site have been... Yeah hugely busy over lockdown and what a great um, opportunity and a great I suppose lung they have provided for the people of Drogheda to be able to get out and have their exercise Yeah, no, it's been terrific. It's been a boon for all concerned. I hear the birds whistling in the background there. I'm envious. Ah, yeah, you should come out to us. Yes, it's lovely. It's lovely, I know. There's no nicer place for the banks of the Boyne. No, and actually I drove by uh, the other evening and up to the car park beyond you there along the river and that, and the place you can just see, you know, everything starting to burst uh, with bloom and leaves and everything. It's a lovely time of the year in general to be in your neck of the woods. So yep. the message is today, you're open for business. And that's a very um, a pertinent point you make. There are lots of people living in Louth and Meath who've never been to Newgrange. And one of the greatest heritage sites in the world is on your doorstep. Get out there now. Absolutely, and we're looking forward to meeting you all. Great stuff, Claire. Lovely to talk to you on late lunch day. Best wishes as always. Take care now. Bye bye. Bye bye. -bye. That's Claire Tuffy there uh, talking to me from Newgrange, which is open. It's a beautiful place. We did a live show out there at late lunch some years ago, and I've been to the place as well. It is an opportunity, as Claire says, there with small numbers to get there and visit. Late Lunch LMFM Radio uh, today on the show, still to come after two o'clock. Nikki Kyle is here. This is prime time in the garden, but she's going to be talking about tender plants and that that you can sow now and you need to get the seeds in. Nikki will give us loads of advice. Fiona Bryan's with me. I have our new book here sitting beside me. Oh, this woman can write, I can tell you. The summer we were friends were chatting about that. My artist of the week, well, the rock and roll royalty. Who are they? Who am I talking about? Rock and roll royalty. Can you guess my artist of the week this week? There's a clue in the words I've just spoken there. And how would you like to win a holiday home? It's a beaut. Yes, St Mary's RD are going to tell me all about it and more besides on the show after three o'clock this afternoon. If you want to get in touch with me, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Champions League final. Looks like it's going to Wembley Stadium in London. They won't have to go to Turkey. Makes sense, doesn't it? Chelsea and Manchester City playing in England. It has to happen there. Surely it has to. Common sense has to prevail. There you are. Some people might get to see that game of their fan bases. They will get to see it if it is in England. So that's the latest there. Big indications. The Champions League final moving to Wembley this year. Chelsea, Manchester City. Taking us towards news and weather at two. Yes, we should all be happy today. 
Good on you, John. John's been on to us from Navin. He got the haircut on Bruise Hill in Navin today. A new place, Jerry, just opened and I am very happy. Well done to you, John. Thanks indeed for getting in touch with us. Marie's been on. Would your artists of the week be status quo? I said rock royalty. The clue is in royalty. See me around, Marie, but just not quite there. You're close, you're warm, you're warm, but it's it's not status quo. Uh, now, we move on on late lunch. I mentioned in the weather forecast there, no frost tonight. Well, doesn't it make a change for the last month or so, Nikki? Kyle, hello again. Hi, Jerry. how are you? <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough month, hasn't it? Cold temperatures, oh, Nikki. It's been dreadful. I've actually lost quite a lot of my grape crop and probably also my apple crop. Because, you know, we had such warm weather before. We had those nasty frosts uh, and everything came on sort of much too quickly. Uh, and, you know, the grapes, uh, the, the shoots, some of them were four or five inches long on the branches, you know, which would have carried the grape crop. Uh, and they look like somebody's been over them with a blowtorch. Uh, will they come back, Nikki? Uh, one or two places they may. One or two shoots lower down, which haven't been touched. But, no, I've probably lost... Three quarters of my grape crop, mm. I would say. Uh, are we over the hump with frost now? Not necessarily, no. I mean, up until mid-June, mid we've had frosts here. Uh, I think we had a severe frost on the 6th of June a few years ago. So, you know, it's just so unpredictable now, the weather. You've got to keep frost protection ready to roll out, you know. And you can't always actually rely on the weather forecast either, sadly. You've got to use your own common sense and sort of get out there and feel what it's like. And if the sky's really clear uh, and it's, there's no wind, I would get out and put something on just in case. Mm. And fleece is your best man. Well, it is good. Yeah, I mean, but anything, literally. I mean, years ago, I used to use the sheets off the bed if I had got anything else. <laughs> but anything to save crops, you know, newspapers, wonderful. Anything that doesn't get wet. So if you think you're going to have a frost and then possibly it may get windy and wet later, the best thing to do is put fleece on, then cover it, you know, with a large sheet of polythene or something. I say, you know, if I get a new mattress or something, I always save the polythene off them. It's like gold dust, you know, it's wonderful mm. stuff. And, and just cover it because if things get wet, you know, they're much more liable to be hit by frost. But if you can keep frost protection dry, whether it's newspaper or fleece or whatever, then things won't get frosted. Good advice there. Now, it is time, uh, I remember you mentioning last month, to delay on the sowing of a lot of the tender crops. So, is it green light for cucumbers, courgettes, etc.? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I've only sown mine in the last week. Mm. Um, and they're, they're, you know, really going full steam ahead now. Because of, of the light and the warmth, they'll really come on quickly now and they'll catch up and, and actually probably o- even overtake anything that we sowed sort of three or four weeks ago because we were impatient and the I've been sort of sitting there thinking, you know, I'm cold and I don't want to grow. Um, and things will come on very quickly now. Everything will. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just, you know, so cucumbers, melons, uh, anything. And it actually is even worse, still worse, sowing um, a very early variety of tomato like mascotka if you haven't done so already, because that will crop very quickly. OK, and uh, so the, you're getting to the end point with tomato mascotka is the one if you want to get it in at this stage. And just back to those, especially the cucumbers, courgettes, the melons. Yep. These guys, I know them, they're up in no time and they grow rapidly. They do, and particularly cucumbers, melons and squashes, they must not get a, a, a check, you know. Don't let them get pot-bound. If they need potting on before you think it's warm enough to plant them out, then pot them on. 
because they'll be much the better for it. I mean, tomatoes really are pretty tough, so they'll put up with an awful lot. They can even turn blue with cold if it's too cold mm. and still crop well afterwards. And while we're on the subject of those, actually, if you're planting tomatoes, plant them deeply. You can plant right up to the first lot of leaves if, you, if you've got room and a deep enough soil because they'll make new more, more roots out from the stem and they'll have an even bigger crop because of that. Um, but never plant the cucumber family deeper than they are in their pots. Just plant um, at the same level as they are in the pot because otherwise you can get damage uh, around the base where the stem meets the soil and that can cause a rot. Yeah, it's a devil if you get that. It'll destroy your crop. I've yep. been hit by it in the past, but you have a good... You nearly grow them on a mound, don't you? I do slightly. Yes. Particularly with melons. Uh, I grow them up on a little bit of a mound, not much, say three or four inches above the surrounding soil. And then when you water them in, water around the mound. Mm. Don't water directly onto the root of anything at this time of year, particularly with a cold hose. Always water between plants uh, and always water in the mornings so that the soil has time to, to warm up before the evening. Good advice again. Now, what about French beans and your famous, you've made this famous, Cobra, the climbing bean? <laughs> it's wonderful, yes. Oh. I've only sown mine in the last two weeks, to be honest, and I'm so glad because I was running out of space on, on my warm bench where all the tomatoes were. Uh, but again, they'll come on very quickly. Uh, and if you actually sow those, soak them for a couple of hours, beans, either runner beans or the cobra, French bean, um, and then put them on a couple of layers of damp paper kitchen towel or on a plate or, or tray or something and, and cover them with more kitchen paper, um, paper towel and put them in a bag or something for, for a day or so and you'll plant them actually as they germinate put them in a warm place uh, and that will actually stop them from rotting whereas if you plant them directly into the soil uh, right now something could eat them or even if they're in the tunnel the soil may not be warm enough yes and are you uh, are you an advocate as well of maybe starting them off in pots indoors and then moving them outside yeah i i do that actually with mine all the time uh, I, I plant everything in pots because the thing is that, that then you're planting out much bigger, more sturdy plants, which will be slug resistant. Mm. Because the biggest thing, you know, the, these days, you know, when people are sowing outside, particularly with the soil being so cold, yeah. um, there's an awful lot of pests and things around like slugs and other bugs, which will actually eat them before they... They, they sort of arrive above the soil and you'll think, well, the seed was no good when actually something ate them. Uh, particularly in, in um, a new bed you're making from a lawn or something, you get um, leather jackets, which are the larvae of the crane fly. Mm. Uh, and they just eat through the roots like anything for a shortcut. Mm. What about hardening off? What's your advice there before you just don't take them out and plant them out in, out of the greenhouse or yeah. wherever you have them and put them outdoors? That'll shock them, won't it? Yeah, it will, absolutely. I mean, what I tend to do is I have them in manageable trays, uh, whatever I'm sowing, put them outside under the, in, in the shelter of a house wall, perhaps, a south-facing wall during the day, bring them in at night for three or four um, nights, uh, and then put them out in the same spot again for another couple of nights, perhaps covering them with fleece, and then plant them out in the garden. Right. And they'll be fine, because that really toughens them up gradually, rather than giving them a shock. Is that important to bear in mind if you're not someone like ourselves that grow from seed and say you go to a garden centre and you buy, you know, tomato plants, cucumbers, etc. What should you be wary of where they've come from heat wise? Um, I think, well, light probably is more um, uh, important than anything. Okay. Because I find that a lot of um, plants in garden centres are sort of sitting on trays, on trolleys, and they can get a bit stretched and a bit tender at the top. So, you know, again, harden them off gently. You know, don't give them a shock. If you treat them like an animal, 
rather than a plant. You know, just don't give them too much of a shock. Put them out gradually uh, and they should be fine. But I wouldn't plant tomato plants outside at all. Everything else is fine, but they'll get blight. Now, I, I'm, I'm not sidetracking you here, but I, I will ask you this. Sunflowers. Funny enough, Ava, my granddaughter, myself, she's put in a, a few sunflowers. She just wants the flowers to grow. And she's a veg gardener like you and I, but she's diverged into the sunflower. Just a listener asking there, is it too early to put them out? Not at all. No. No, no they'll be fine. Again, with, like everything. I mean, sunflowers are actually fairly hardy, um, but harden them off. Again. Yes, as, so as you said. Root, root, yeah. root but you can sow those any time now and they'll zoom up out of the Oh, floor. they are. They, they grow like, like Flynn for sure. Now, this is the bane of many people's lives. How do you create a succession of salads rather than having a glut all at once? Well... I actually don't grow sort of hearting lettuces anymore because I find that the loose leaf lettuces like the, the lolo or the oak leaf lettuce are much handier because you can go out and just pick one or two leaves when you need them, you know, every day. You don't need to cut the whole plant, which means you've got to re-sow. Um, I mean, if you want to sow things like, like little gem, you can plant those out and you can also pick the leaves off those one at a time uh, and not sort of pick the whole thing until they get so big they make a heart and then they're lovely. But the thing is, if you, if you cut a plant like that it's gone mm. um, you know just keep sowing sowing into uh, modules or something like that so that you can plant out you've always got something to plant out when anything else is cleared uh, and also those plants because they've been sown in modules uh, and not directly in the soil are going to be um, much less likely to be eaten by slugs I have your famous strawberries. I got runners from them last year. The originals I bought from the UK a few years ago. Yes, and I have lovely, vibrant young plants with lots of strawberries on them at the moment in the greenhouse. No, I don't have a lot. I probably have 20 plants, but it's lovely. You know, they keep coming all the time. But I have a major problem, Nikki. Green fly. Well, do you grow flowers in your greenhouse? No, no. Well, you see, the trouble is with you guys, you think it's a bit of a girly thing to do. <laughs> but actually, it's not, because it attracts beneficial insects. Grow as many single flowers, like sort of marigolds and everything else, as you can, because those will attract beneficial insects, in, like hoverflies and even wasps are beneficial insects. They eat green fly. Mm. Um, and all of those will come in looking for food. And the other thing that does, too, is the insects coming in then attract small birds. If you leave a little space where a small bird can get into your um, door or yeah. in the window, they'll get in and they'll also eat green fly because they're desperate for insects to feed their broods at the moment. Um, you know, and, and insects are becoming increasingly rare, I'm afraid. Yes. Um, and, you know, we need to, to attract them, we need to help them, and we need to help wildlife, particularly the birds. Okay, so there is a, yep. a natural way, a nature yep. way of doing this. Yeah, yeah but the thing is, nature's always dealt with things yes. that way. Mm. You know, it's ridiculous to think that we have to spray them with anything. For heaven's sake, don't use, um, you know, soap sprays or anything that says it's an organic spray, because it's not. Nature doesn't do that. I never, ever see green fly or anything like that here. Mm. Um, because I have such a huge population of <laughs> birds. Do. I feel very sorry for all the butterflies <laughs> that literally get mown down the day they're hatched. Yeah. But, but, you know, that's, that's yes. nature. I find wings everywhere and the birds have eaten the bodies. Yeah, yeah. Look, at that's the... Ah, oh, no, but that's, you're right. It's the circle it, it, of it, life. It's, it's the natural yeah. world. It's nature. And that's yeah. what it is. The other thing I did just before you go, I took them out the other night and I just uh, sprayed them with water and I knocked, you know, whatever was on the plants yeah. off them and I used my fingers as well. And they're, they look mighty today. They get very sticky with the green fly. 
Well, they do, because the green fly actually, um, you, you know, that they make something called honeydew, which sort of comes out the other end after they've eaten everything. Mm. Um, and that actually can attract nasty black molds. So actually spraying with water isn't a good idea on things like strawberries, um, because that can set up disease. But if you've got something like a pastry brush or a soft watercolour brush, just brush them off. And, and they won't come back. And at the same time, get some flowers in there. If you haven't got any sown already, go and buy some bedding plants or something and, and plant those in pots and put them among your, your strawberries. And, but the other thing is, if you're growing a huge amount of, of uh, one crop, something very tender like aubergines or peppers, and they do get hit by um, greenfly, um, National Agrochemicals at Lusk sell um, a biological control, which you can buy in a little file. I forget its name now, it's, but it, it actually comes along it eats aphids um you just scatter it among your plants and you know in a few weeks time you won't have any aphids and most of them if, if we have a mild winter they'll stay around until next year and set up a population in there which is always eating aphids okay so i've uh, my homework for today to get the flowers into Those the greenhouse <laughs> and get them growing and uh, that will help the whole cycle then of tackling my green fly problem Absolutely. it doesn't matter what kind of flower it yep. is as long as it's a single flower that has nectar even leaving some brassica plants to go to seed is wonderful to, to run up to flower I mean I've got broccoli plants flowering in the polytunnel right now and they're smothered in bees and hopperflies and things and that's why I never see any green fly Nikki, you're a legend. You really are. One of the foremost organic gardeners in this country. And you can learn from her too. I have picked up so much from this wonderful lady since I met her. It was a great day the day I did. NikkiKyleGardening.com. That's NikkiKyleGardening.com. All the information is there and more There's besides. There's loads on there. And thanks so much, Sherry. Not at all. Talk to you soon. Take care, Nikki. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Nikki Kyle there. Oh, that woman. She has just so much brilliant knowledge. She really has. Check out her website, Nikki Kyle. That's K-Y-L-E. Nikki, N-I-C-K-Y. NikkiKyleGardening.com. There's a mine of information in there on everything under the sun. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Oh, you're getting warmer with me, artists of the week. Some of you have cracked it all right. I might just tell you when I come back after this short break. The boys are leading the way, Louise. The boys are so happy with getting the haircuts today. Paddy's been on from Navin to say, Jerry, I want you to give a shout out to the girls in Jackson's men's hair shop on the Fair Green in Navin, who worked miracles today <laughs> with so many customers. And Paddy says, I feel lightheaded right now, but in the right way. <laughs> I wonder, was there many home cuts to fix today? Oh, I'd say there was a, a rake of them to be fixed and colours. You know, the colour disasters. Mm-hmm. We don't even go there about those. Anyway, the boys are very happy. We haven't heard from the girls yet, from the hairdo. Uh, Brigade, I wanted the Magella get into pennies today. Hello, Magella. <laughs> Did you get your appointment for pennies? How are you doing today? I wonder, I wonder. Anyone get to pennies? Come on, there must be nobody around here goes to pennies at all. I'm sure they were packed, you know what I mean, with the appointments oh, they were. Oh, there was indeed. none I know, I know, to be available. I know. I know, they're just too busy fitting on their knickers and bras and tops and bottoms mm. and everything. At, at the home, minute. I don't think the fitting rooms are still not open, though. <laughs> no, at home now, you know what I mean? Mm. They're all, that's why they're busy just getting all the new gear on them or whatever. Anyway, Louise, question for you. I'd say this will be a negative, but I'll shoot it at you anyway. Did you ever go bowling at the Stilorgan Bowl? No, can't say I have. Yeah, um, I did because it was the only bowling alley in Ireland at really? one stage. Yes, it was the first and the only one in Ireland for quite some time. And I read the weekend in the weekend newspapers 
that they've demolished it. Late last week, the whole thing was raised to the ground, still mm. organ bowl, to make way for apartments. Yes. But here's the twist. And I'm sure there are many people today, if you listen to me today, do you remember going to the Stilogan Bowl for a celebration or a party or just for a night's bowling? That was a big thing. Do you know that, Louise? People used to arrange nights to go to Stilogan. Bus loads went up from the from northeast. Everywhere. Yeah, for all over the country probably to go bowling in Stilogan. It was the place to go to when it was the only one. But here's the thing. It was introduced to Ireland by Jackie Murphy and his wife Joy, who owned the Abbey Ballroom in Drogheda. Oh. So there's a big Drogheda Where link there. Where they found Drogheda, yeah? Yes. And the Abbey Ballroom was legendary, you know, for dance bands, etc. But Jackie uh, and his wife built it. They saw the concept abroad, came home to Ireland. I think it was in Switzerland they saw it and they built the ball. And it was a roaring success. A roaring success. They uh, finished up in 1996 there. But, you know... Phil Collins, Bruce Springsteen, after they had their big gigs in Dublin, no way. had their parties. They booked the place yeah. out for their after gig parties. Yes, wow. the Stilorgan Bowl, but it is no more. It's raised to the and ground. And was it closed for a few years? No, it was a leisureplex. Okay. You know, when it changed hands from the market, it became a leisureplex. It was there. People remember as the leisureplex in Stilorgan. And obviously, you know, the offer came in and with lockdown and, you know, etc., etc. It's gone and gone forever. But I'm sure people remember and I want to remember the Murphys, Jackie and Joy uh, and the Stilorgan Bowl today. That is no more. If you went there, I have a memory. Do let us know. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me. Did you ever go bowling? Yeah, loads of times. Yeah, it went big for a while in the country mm-hmm. and I'm sure there'll be a, a, a certainly a market for so much of it. But the original and best is gone at this I think this I remember stage. going to, we went to, on holiday to Budapest and the hotel had its own bowling place just off the reception. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, you know, and uh, it, it wilds away. It's great, especially, it's great at any time of the year. Uh, but, you know, especially in the darker months and winter times. Oh, my artist of the month. Kevin, I said it was royalty, rock and roll royalty, Louise. Kevin says it's the Royal Show Band. <laughs> now, Kevin, I know they're royalty to you and to a lot of people, but they're not rock and roll. Loyalty? Um, yes, Mairead, you're back to me. You have it. You're right there as well. Jerry. is it this? It is indeed. Yes, you're getting the drift of it now. Royalty, rock and roll, my artist of the week, coming up on the show after three o'clock today. Now, it's a big day for Maggie Caffrey because she has opened a new business, Louise, on the first day back. Congratulations to her. Lock Crew View Holistic Room has opened in Old Castle in County Meath. First day in business, in new business on this day. She'll always remember it. Everybody's delighted for her, especially her sister-in-law, the lovely Sinead Hubble. We know Sinead well. We know her well. Sending you, Maggie, her very best wishes today on this first day in business and the dawn of a new era. We wish you well and hope everything goes well for you over the coming days, weeks, months and years, please, God. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Ah, we haven't heard this one in a while. It's Mike and the Mechanics and Over My Shoulder. Yes, we'll look back over our shoulders in years to come and think... 
did we really live through that time? We did indeed, and we are emerging thanks to the vaccination programme. Unreal customer service and care at Upgrade Barbers in Chapel Street, Dundalk today. Very helpful, very COVID friendly. Lovely to hear it. We wish them well. Marie Marr, oh, it's great to hear from you, Marie, today. Just uh, letting me know that our late husband, Jackie, worked on the building of that bowling alley. Oh, fantastic. And God almighty, the links. Thanks, Marie. I hope you're keeping well. Thanks for getting in touch with us on the show today. You have a a breaking news story. (laughs) Just see it up here that a 23-year-old Italian woman is under observation in a hospital in Italy after receiving six doses of the Pfizer vaccine by mistake. Instead of injecting just one dose into the arm of the student, a nurse mistakenly injected the entire vial. Six doses. (laughs) <laughs> you could understand if it was five doses that they just misread Pfizer wrong. It's a fiver. It's a, <laughs> a fiver dose. But six. six, she got the whole bottle. She's safe forevermore. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she needs a second shot, will she? Oh my God, seriously. Uh, that's something we don't want to hear about. Uh, to multiple doses when the world's crying out even for single doses. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Her new book has just been published to wonderful acclaim. It's called the summer we were friends author Fiona Bryan Fiona O'Brien with me next my next guest was once a high flyer in the world of advertising who walked away to concentrate on writing and boy did she make a good decision her stable of works include none of my affair no reservations without him uh, the love book and summer visitors my god they were all bestsellers and she has another one just released late last week on the way to the top it's called The Summer We Were Friends by Fiona O'Brien and she joins me on Late Lunch. Hello, Fiona. Hello, Fiona. How are you? You're there. Good to talk to you. Couldn't you hear me? Thank you for having me. Not at all. I have you here now loud and clear. Hey, I'm going to jump in here straight away with something else. How's your hair? My hair? Why? Because I saw a little while ago you were saying about your hair and the lockdown and this, that and the other. Have you an appointment this week or next? Oh, that? Yes, definitely, definitely next week. Good on you. So you're looking forward to getting the uh, the uh, hair, the colours in and cut, etc. again soon. It'll be, a bit of, it'll be a bit of a surreal experience, I think. <laughs> yeah, it Was it? I'm, I'm nearly nervous to go into a hairdresser's <laughs> now. <laughs> well, we're hearing about it today from our listeners. I think you can only imagine the, the feeling that people are getting. Anyway, I wish you well with that. Tell me about this book. You have big associations, I know, for years since you were a nipper with Waterville and Kerry. This oh, I, I do indeed. But this one isn't set there, although it could be. Yeah. But I tell you where I got the idea from, because I'm a great I'm a great one from picking up ideas from all sorts. And I read a couple of years ago about an incident in the UK where a man was found wandering outside a Tesco. And when they picked him up, he had an American accent. I can't I think his name was Joe. And he had no he was clearly suffering from Alzheimer's. But um, it took them seven months to track down his family. And and, and this is the horrid bit. It's very sad. And and this isn't what my book's about. But it turned out his family had, his son had flown him, can you believe, from America and dumped him in the UK. my God. So I just, it was on the back of my mind. And I just thought, what if, you know, that writers are always thinking, what if? And I thought, what if somebody turns up and they've no memory of who they are, what their name is, in a small Irish village, what would happen? And I sort of took it from there. But it's it's obviously not that scenario. Yes. But 
that took me into a whole, you know, it's a thing. It's called granny dumping. And if you Google it, you'll be fa- fascinated to see what comes up on it. But in, in America, in the States, it's a big thing. And there, a lot of them are dropped off, God help them, in um, emergency rooms. And their families just take off. And I guess then they can drive into a different state or whatever. You know, you couldn't do that here. Yeah. But um, it's you know, people increasingly with dementia or Alzheimer, Alzheimer's are being dumped. Well, that absolutely shocks it me. It shocks me to hear that, Fiona. But you know what? Yeah. You have used this brilliantly, you know, as the kernel for this wonderful story. And of course, you know, a, a, a small seaside village, a tight knit community. Of course, you bring exactly. in uh, the new, the newbie dot with our B and B startup and our position in the community. And this girl, Mary, back from Florida, working in the family cafe. All the intrigue is there. It certainly is, yes. And uh, they take they take Charlie in, and really, it's about how the the locals themselves are changed by yeah. by getting to know this guy and trying to find get him to find his way home. Yeah. So they all have a bit of a journey to go on. Yes. And then, of course, we've we've the um, social media aspect, mm. and we've Joni and Ryan Schindler, who are the Americans, and Joni's an influencer and. I had great fun with her. Yes. That was a whole other education. Yeah, no, you, you've married it brilliantly, as you said, the basis of the story, the social media, the small seaside town and all the characters there whirling together to bring this story to life on the pages. Don't tell them what happened. You know, I'm a devil for giving things away with books as well, but they just got to buy this book and read it through and enjoy it. It's getting really positive thumbs up all round, isn't it? Oh, well, I hope so. I'm delighted. It's always, it's a very nerve wracking time yeah. for an author, even when it's, it's, I think this is my eighth book, but you, you know, it's, it's, um, you always hope people, people enjoy it. When you're described as one of the smartest writers of popular fiction around, how do you feel about that? Intimidated. <laughs> no, no. That, that brings on, I can tell you that brings on a huge case of imposter syndrome. <laughs> but after eight books and all the success you've had with the others. No, you, never, you, I don't think it ever gets any easier, Jerry. Really? I'm, I'm as intimidated by every book because I always think this is the one that's going to defeat me. Hmm. So uh, you're only as good as your last gig. Is that the, what exactly. sums it up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Uh, w- yeah. w- with all that the, the experience you, you have behind you. Tell me this besides the book. Is it true that you are a nonstop consumer of tea when you're writing? Oh, that that would be very accurate. Yes. I, I work in direct proximity to the kettle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing that now as you say it to me. Uh, and, and any particular brand of tea you like over another? Oh, gosh, would I risk offending people if I answered that? No. I'm afraid I'm, I'm a Lions girl. Ah, you see, there you go. Oh, Lions. Yeah, is the, I'm not Barry's. I'm not Barry's at all. <laughs> Although I can appreciate, I can appreciate the following. I'm a Lions girl. The other thing that fascinates me about, about you, is it true as well that you implore St. Anthony and the Holy Spirit in terms of when you're working on a new book? I certainly wouldn't even think of starting one without them. And funny you say that. I was back at Mass this morning at 7.30am for the first time since, as you all know, Christmas, because mm-hmm. we were all we were shut down. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's, I'm, I would try and start the day off like that. But my faith is important to me, yeah. 
Interesting, isn't it? That, mm. you know, on a, today is the day. Yes, 50 people can attend a service. What was there? All, there had to be unbridled joy. Was there among the congregation to get back? You are obviously so grateful. Well, fun, yes, of course. But um, I live in Sandy Mountain in Dublin and there'd be, there's a, I'd say a regular maybe 25, 20, between 20 and 25 of the sort of 7.30 a.m. mass goers and, and our local priest refers to us as the early Christians. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very it's a very sociable little group, you know. Sometimes yes. they go for coffee afterwards and that and it's, they're, a great, they're a great crack. Yeah, yeah. But your faith is obviously very important to you day in, day it out. Is, I'd have to say so, yeah. I know it's unfashionable to say that at the moment, but mm. it, it is. I'm not going to duck it. Did it help you big time? I, I know your lovely partner, Sean Whittaker, passed away unexpectedly. Uh, yeah. the, was that a, a, a very important aspect to you, That the strong faith at that time? Oh, definitely. Can, have you time for a little story? Yes, of I course. Any time with you. Yes. I'll tell you why. Um, I was, I think it was maybe about 10 days after he died. And you know those days anyone who's been through bereavement, you can't, you don't sleep well. And I was lying awake, I'd say at five in the morning, and I said to no one in particular, I suppose you could say God, but I just said, please, can you send me a sign? He's all right, because he died very suddenly and he wasn't a believer himself. Sean was the loveliest man in the world, but he was a, an out and out atheist. But he had great respect for people's faith. So I was lying there in bed and at about uh, an hour later, I'd say, oh, no, no, it was about two weeks later, I was lying in bed. And my t- my phone beeped with a text and I thought it was about five in the morning and I thought who could be looking for me at this hour? But I was awake and I look, you know, the way you can see the first part of a text before you click on it. Mm-hmm. And the line said, Sean is on holidays. Now, it gets more interesting when I clicked on the text. It said, Sean is on holidays if you want to make an appointment. And it, link- it was a phone number of a hair salon I can tell you I haven't visited in 25 years. They wouldn't have had my, certainly not my mobile number. So I waited anyway till opening time just out of curiosity. And I rang this salon and I said that I'd got this, uh, this message. And the girl said, no, no, that couldn't be. We've nobody called Sean working here. Oh. Now that to me was my that was my little sign whether it was from yes. you know that there was no explaining that away now I know yes. that's superstitious or whatever but it it gave me great peace because I thought it was a lovely thing to say Sean is on holidays and I thought he's he's safe and happy wherever he is. Oh, what a lovely story! And you know, <laughs> we're all like that. We take our own meaning. Do you know what I mean? From yeah. yes, and that yeah. sign to say I'm a devil for that, looking for things. That is so touching. It really yeah. is. Oh my, what a story! Um, and the other thing, like about you, like I, I did mention in the start, you were so successful in your previous career. What prompted you to go? Why did you walk away? You know, when you hear people saying, "Oh, they have the permanent pensionable job and they're flying." And you walk away from uh, Well, I don't think now advertising would be a permanent pensionable job. <laughs> but I'll tell you why, very honestly, I, yeah. I, believe, I believe it's a young person's business. And you, you, I won't say you get burnout, but it's a very fast moving business. And I think I had gone as far as I, I could go in it. And also I, I was beginning to get very stressed. I, I hated presentations. Yeah. And you know, it, it was increasingly more sort of what I call singing and dancing. You know, there was a, a lot of the performance, whereas I love the creative aspect of the work and the challenge of coming up with a campaign idea. And I was very good at that. But I hated the the 
the presentation bit. And I thought part of the the lure for me for writing was I'll be able to sit in a room and write my book and hand it through a hatch in the wall and give it to somebody and take a check in return and say, thanks very much. And of course, the irony is <laughs> it doesn't work like that at all. And the presentations and all the, the singing and dancing bit followed me into, into my little room. But anyway, sure, I learned to, to, to live with it. But no, I, I loved advertising, but... Um, I, I wanted to give the writing a shot yeah. and it was sort of do it then, you know, now or never. Mm. You mentioned the um, pressure uh, and it's a young person's game. Is it true you were engaged on six occasions? Oh, don't. Oh, that, no, that's that's really going back, way back when. Yes, way back. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid it is true. I'm well, you, you know, well, why? I just uh, think of it and think, no wonder this woman is a brilliant writer because look at her life experiences and that's just one of them that she can incorporate into her wonderful works. The other thing, I saw a lovely uh, question and answers with you recently in The Independent and a couple of things I want to just ask you before we finish up. Um, Black Beauty, uh, the book, we know the TV yeah. series and the book. Y- you loved, you loved the book. I did. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. One of the first, you say, that ever made a real impression on you and may have guided you in this direction, possibly? It, it, well, it certainly did. And it got me on to, um, I think I mentioned as well, the Jill's Jim Canna yes, series. Yes. Which were hugely popular. And, mm. that, you know, and then started my, my unsuccessful bid to get to be allowed to have a pony. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was a good laugh, I can tell you. <laughs> My <laughs> little pony. And the other one, your favourite literary character is interesting. Of course, you mentioned Miss Havisham, who I enjoyed <laughs> thoroughly myself here with Dickens. But here's the one, and I couldn't agree with you more. Gail Honeyman's Eleanor Oliphant. Did you Did you read it? Oh, did I what? That was, that was the book I wish I'd written. Oh, yeah. I absolutely adored that. But well, me and the rest of the world. But <laughs> True. I love. I had it with me on holidays, and I wouldn't get out of the seat at the side of the pool till I finished it. Yeah, it was so. It was so brilliant. I mean, it wasn't just funny and quirky. It was so clever. The the sort of slightly dark aspect to it. I won't mm, give away. Thanks mm, for someone who hasn't read it. But, but yeah, it was. A, she was a superbly drawn. Ah, character. yes, yes, a great character. But hold Did on. You know what the beauty of that was, and I was, I was trying to think what made it such a success and why people identified with it so much. And I thought it's because all of us, well, all most women, we haven't had a life like Eleanor, but we've had a weekend like it. Yes, yes, you know yes. Very well put indeed. But here, come here. Let's get back to you for a minute. So your <laughs> characters walk off the pages as well and leave their impressions. And you've done it now on eight successive occasions. You do know that you're Easton's book of the month this month, do you? I do. I'm delighted. Ah, yes. Yes, you are. And I saw you. I was in a place called TESCO at the weekend. And I see you up there on the top of the charts there as well, of course, to be picked up for the summer. I'm afraid to go and look myself. Yeah. Well, listen, look, you're so nice. And I'm not surprised that you uh, uh, produced another brilliant book here. It's called The Summer We Were Friends by Fiona O'Brien. And being recommended for this special summer of ours to take you away, escape and enjoy to that seaside village and that man who's arrived who doesn't know where he is. I wish you well. 
Oh, you're very kind, Jerry. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself. God bless you, Fiona. Thank you for joining me today on the show. Bye-bye, bye-bye. The lovely Fiona O'Brien there with me on late lunch this afternoon. Will I keep it? I know somebody would like this book. Oh, let me think about that while we head to a break on late lunch. Stay with us. Go nowhere. Watermelon sugar. Yes, Harry Styles and Watermelon Sugar on your late lunch this afternoon. Uh, Jerry can't believe the Ferrari uh, with Jed Nash looking for a vaccine centre in Drogheda and how unfair it was. I'm from Dundalk and had to go to Diffie and Drogheda for my vaccine and gladly went. It's only 20 minutes away. I know it's working both ways. It's only 20 minutes up the road either way from Dundalk or Drogheda for the vaccination. Thanks for your comment to the show this afternoon. I do appreciate it. Is your artist of the week the King Elvis rock and roll royalty says a listener no it's not Elvis Presley I have to say but they are rock and roll royalty you're going to hear about them shortly and who they are here in your late lunch what about this one um, a September bank holiday being called for an additional bank holiday this year in September by the tourist people what do you think an additional one they th- they believe it would help extend the holiday season and you know get more money out into the holiday uh, places that have been closed for so long. What do you think, folks? Another bank holiday in the year? I don't think anybody's going to say they wouldn't like another bank holiday. September is one of the months we don't have a bank holiday. We have bank holidays in January, March, April, May, June, August, October, December. Isn't that right? Yeah, there's only a few months without bank holidays in the year. September, once off for this year, would you like it? Actually, we wouldn't say no to it ourselves, I'm sure. A bank holiday in September, that is being proposed. Uh, yes, just uh, news uh, on that uh, coming to us in the last while there. It'll be interesting to see if it gets any credence. Oh, should they be back at school at that stage, won't they? Don't think mammies are... That would be uh, daddies. Mammies or daddies would be um, at July. Yes, Louise, Louise just after shouting into me here there. July, please! <laughs> yeah, bank holiday in July. Yes, maybe that's more of a runner than September, perhaps. Anyway, late lunch, LMFM Radio. Still to come on the show this afternoon. My Artist of the Week will be revealed. A little bit about them in a classic song today. And how would you like to win a holiday home? Well, you can for very little. St Mary's RD, David Malone, is joining me on the show after three o'clock. Fantastic idea, Jerry. I'd love another bank holiday. But to be honest with you, the prices to go anywhere in Ireland are scandalous, says a listener. High prices to go. I'm sure it'll be expensive if they do open up foreign travel as well. It's been talked about now, late summer into the autumn. It'll be uh, difficult, I'd say, to get flights and accommodation as well. Demand, demand drives. But uh, yes, I hear what you're saying. Uh, Another bank holiday being proposed for September or asked for by the hospitality sector here in Ireland. Now, my artist of the week this week, royalty, I said... No one more royal than Queen. Yes, Queen is my uh, artist or are my artists of the week this week. They formed in 1970, playing their first gig on June 27th in Truro with Brian May, Roger Taylor, Freddie Balsara and Mike Gross completing the lineup. However, following however following a number of changes, uh, John Deacon eventually completed the classic Queen lineup, the one that we know it. Uh, when he became the permanent bass player in 1971. Now, for Queen, success, it wasn't instantaneous, with gigs flopping 
late 71 into 1972. So the band took a decision to go back into the studio and not for a week or two, for eight months where they worked on material not alone for their first album but subsequent albums. The first album was simply entitled Queen and was released on the 13th of July 73. It was well received by the critics but sales were disappointing. Their second one, Queen 2, appeared in March 74 and is regarded by many Queen aficionados as the band's finest work. It would be their first album to chart and the single, written by Freddie Mercury, Seven Seas of Rye, was a top ten hit, their first in the singles chart too. But today, starting out on a week of Queen on late lunch, I'm going to album number three, which was called Sheer Heart Attack, released in late 74 for my first song of the week from my artist of the week, Queen. Killer Queen, from Queen. Their first single to chart in the UK and the USA, written by the inimitable Freddie Mercury. More about Queen and another song from them tomorrow afternoon on Your Late Lunch. Say hello to Megan and Gizmo, who've been in touch today. They were looking for a little mix, but I gave you a Queen mix there. Sorry about that. Nice to hear from you on the show today. Vera was in touch to say, it's great, Jerry. There's wonderful excitement about the shopping and the personal services. In the past, we took so much for granted. And I just want to say well done to all of the medical teams today as Ireland begins to reopen. Thanks indeed for that message, Vera. And I uh, will uh, join in those thanks as well to uh, the people on the front line and in our hospitals who've uh, put in such a shift this last 14 months or so. And to the science community who've developed the vaccines that have enabled us to reopen again. Can you imagine what it would be like without vaccines? No matter what anybody says or any theory they have or harebrained idea, it is quite obvious that vaccinations, COVID is almost nil in nursing homes now with staff on the front line, medical staff. There is so little infection now since people have been vaccinated. And look, let's hope the vaccines meet all comers in terms of mutations of this virus as well. It's proven very good against a, a number of them. We just hope something doesn't come and sidetrack it. But I was reading Luke O'Neill in the Sunday Independent yesterday. I never miss him each week. Uh, and he was saying that we're well positioned, no matter what variants arrive, to deal with it and deal with it quickly as well. But well done to our science community and the backing they got from Uh, government and private investors as well to ensure that a vaccine would be developed in very, very short space of time, given what it used to take in terms of other vaccines in this world of ours. So fingers crossed and hope springs eternal. It always, always does. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio, our final break of this Monday afternoon on the way. Stay with us because you might be interested. It could be your time. Your luck might be in and you could win a beautiful holiday home. First it was win a feckin' house, then you could win two houses and uh, more besides. Now it's a holiday home and I really like this. Yes, St Mary's in RD, wonderful football club, have a lovely holiday home on offer. And to tell me more about it, I'm joined by the public relations man, David Malone. Hello, David. 
<laughs> Jerry, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining me on the show. I have to say now, you caught me by surprise with this because I really like the look of this. What's this holiday home worth? Yeah, this holiday home, Jerry, look at the, between the price value, it's, it's over 50000 So if you win, you basically get the three-bedroom luxury holiday home. We also give you €8,000 in cash. So that cash can then go, go towards delivering it anywhere in Ireland. So, uh, you know, if somebody down the country wins it, that's no problem. So it's not, you know, although we're a loud team, it's, it's not just within loud. Um, yes. Go anywhere, you know. Um, then there's you have the money then over for pitch fees. Like the average pitch fees, depending on where you are, would be maybe... 1500 to 3000 going from you know the average up to the expensive so you know you're going to get your delivery you're going to get at least two years pitch fees you know maybe a bit of decking whatever you want in it so it's kind of unique you know you're not stuck to one specific part of the country we, we'll deliver this well with the 8000 to anywhere you want you know okay and if you're in uh, Louth or Mead or neighbouring counties and you get a ticket and you win here you can put that anywhere in the country you may so wish as well you can talk to the, to, to the park, so, you know, we, we, yep. we'll help as needs be. But as I say, we've great sales from Cork, Donegal, Limerick, yeah. and Mayo. So, yeah, up to north. Um, obviously, great sales from around Ari and, and around Loud. The, yes. you know, the people around Loud have been great supporters. So, yeah, Joe, you can put it where you want. You can pick your destination. Everyone, like, you know, we, we put a few things on Facebook where people, so, you know, people are coming back with Clawhead. People are coming back with British Bay, with Betty Sand. But then people are coming with... Places I wouldn't have even heard of there yeah. in Kerry or, or there, mm. you know. So, yeah, it's up to you. Wherever your favourite holiday destination is or your county or wherever it's, you know, conveniently located for you, you know, you've 8,000 euro there, which is a lot of money to, to locate it down there and cover a couple of years' pitch fees. Lovely. Now, the tickets won't break the bank at all. Hey, tell me this. They're twenty nine fifty apiece. Why didn't you just go 30? Well, it's the, it's the value, Jerry. It's like $29.99. That's, that's what we like to do. You know, it just sounds that little bit cheaper, even though it's 50 cents. But um, I believe it. it or not, it was a committee that came up with that. So. Okay. Well, it's catchy. It's caught my attention as well. I see where you're coming from. I know the philosophy and the thinking behind it. Now, these tickets are available. Winaholidayhome.ie is the website. Winaholidayhome.ie. I was having a look at it there. God, she's well constructed and all the information is there. But you can pick them up locally as well. You can pick them up locally, yeah, and Ardy. You have Callaghan's Butchers, Tom Rice Accountants, Ardy Parish Centre, Martin Commons Butchers, O'Brien Stationery, Annie's News. And look, Jerry, on our Facebook page, we have people messaging us. Yeah. There's an email on the website there. Um, like, these things can be bought as gifts. Um, we have a lot of people who you basically choose the gift option. So I can say I'm buying one for Jerry Kelly, and I can put in my message just, happy birthday, Jerry, and then people just print it out and hand it. That's been very popular. Good. There's one or two businesses around the town who are lucky enough to be working in COVID actually bought a book off us to give out to their staff as we say bonuses or we thank you yes. for working. So it works with that way too, you know. So um we actually sold two last week for Father's Day, even though it's not for another month. But <laughs> it's the twentieth of June. But it, it, the, the draw date now isn't until the twenty fifth of July. Okay. But I would like to think we have lit this limited Jerry, we're not just selling any amount. So we're limited to 4,995. So we're actually, we're well over, well, not well over, we're over halfway there. We sold, we've over 2,600 tickets sold. Good. So um, the minute we hit the 4,995, that's, that's it. it. You know, it, it is, it's a limited draw. 
So again, it's a good price, but you've a good, you know you've a good chance of winning it too. Yeah, you know? the, the wouldn't leave it at five thousand. Uh, uh, no, again, Jerry, just just to drop it off. It looks, it looks a lot less. To the it's a quirk. It's a quirk with the minority. I don't know what it is. The five euro shot of five, the number five shot all day. But it, anyway, four nine nine five is the number that it's uh, limited to. Look, while you're honoured me, uh, how are things at the club? You're a fantastic club there, Nardi. Underage training is back. How is that going? Underage training is back about two weeks ago, Jerry, and it's just, it's brilliant. Um, the numbers, I'd say, are the highest they've been in a long time. So look, at the one good thing that we might take out of COVID is kids are coming back. And, I, you know, we've we've had record numbers. We've an academy going there for anyone with uh, four-year-olds to six-year-olds on a Saturday morning. Um, we've we had about 80 boys and girls there the first two weeks with that age group. Mm. Phenomenal. Um, I, myself, some over the under sevens and under eights, we train in the weddings today and we've had over 40 people Brilliant. for that age group. Again, it's great numbers and all the under sevens are free to, to register in the club. So, um, yeah, look, it's great. We have the adults coming back now this week so it's it's a bit of normality you know, staff. Yeah, uh, look, we're all so happy to see it as well and of course, you uh, made your mark last year, beaten, of course, in the senior final, but I'm sure the senior team will be looking to go one better this year. Yeah, looking, looking back in the season, we'd have to be happy. Nobody's have to be betting the final, but we bet the Newtown Blues twice. Mm. We're a young team. We have a good mix of young and old. Um, look, unfortunately, uh, the way it was in the day, it just didn't run, run out for us. But, um, yeah, look, uh, talking to the boys around to get back... Um, and hopefully, yeah, it's, look, it, it'll be a tough season. Just looking at the fixtures that are out there last week, it's it's non-stop. The start yeah. training tonight and then the first game is, I think, the, the 7th of June and the Paddy Sheelan and it's it's right through then to championship, championship you know. Mm. So um, it'll be tough. You know, it, it, Injuries is going to be a, a play a part. So yep. train remain injury-free and Look, it's going to be a great championship. There's no yeah, doubt about it. Now. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, I wish you all the very best in it. You're one of the kingpin clubs in County Loud uh, for uh, many's a day now. Uh, just back to the draw, and, and you know, it's a big fundraiser for you. Very important. Anything in particular you, you're going to ring fence some of the cash for? Well, it's just the continued development of the club, Jerry. Like, look, we we're a, we're a GEA club, but it's still used as a community area there. Like, you'd have. We've done a walking track there recently, which is brilliant. The whole community can use it. Active retirement use it there. We've delayed me the education board are, are, are there. We have Slim and Wold Down Syndrome Ireland, Ireland run classes when COVID isn't going on. So it's, it, you know, look, it's constantly pumping the money back into the club um, and just developing the, the, the current facilities that we have. Good on you, yeah. And it's uh, an ongoing matter as well. There's maintenance. There's, you know, so much that people don't see or understand when you're running a club besides the, the, the teams that appear on, on the field. So just to remind our listeners again, it's a beauty. It's a holiday home. It's worth 58,000 euro in total. The tickets are 29.50. You won't even have to pay 30. Winaholidayhome.ie winaholidayhome.ie all of the information is there and the local shops uh, that David mentioned there a moment ago I wish St Mary's well Thanks very much Sherry thanks very much for having us on Not at all thanks indeed thanks for joining me that's David Malone there the uh, public relations officer with St Mary's I'd love to win it myself I really would love to win it it's a beaut and I know exactly where I'd put it too 
it's towards the west of the country. That's the only hint I'll give you. Anyway, thank you for your uh, participation in the show today. For all the texts, uh, WhatsApp and messages to us, we do appreciate it. If you have anything to say or if you have a guest to recommend or a story, don't forget, late lunch at lmfm.ie after hours. Late lunch at lmfm.ie is the email address. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Michael McAvoy is joining me. He's well known in soccer circles, the length and breadth of the country. Michael suffered a stroke totally out of the blue and he's going to tell us a story tomorrow. Tony Conlon is here and it's the Nissan Qashqai in focus with Tony tomorrow. And of course, we'll have to catch a word with Paul Paul Moyna, Professor Paul Moyna, as the opening of the country continues. More besides on the show tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with your drive. Have a lovely Monday evening and do come back and join us for your Tuesday late lunch here on LMFM Radio from 1.30. We'll see you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We have the biggest range of light commercials in the Northeast with same-day business finance. So let our van specialist, Danny, find the commercial vehicle to suit your requirements. See blackstonemotors.ie. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.